Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been creating for you since 2006, when Charlotte and I met in the classrooms of the first sexological bodywork trainings, when we were both immersed in the world of erotic massage, and when we turned to one another and made the lifelong commitment to be of erotic service to as many people as possible, because we were given these gifts, these techniques, these strategies, these radical new ways of thinking about sex and pleasure from our elders, from our lineage. Like we were so blessed with that at the young age of 26, I think I was, 25 when we met. And we were both so touched by the incredible pleasure that is available to us, like the immense erotic potential we all carry as human beings. And it was the early days of online video and we were falling in love and in love with these techniques. And Charlotte was a full-time erotic masseuse and I was teaching this every weekend and working with the founder of Erotic Massage in the meantime. And this has been our lifelong path leading up to our meeting and since then we have committed to it fully and thanks to you all this is our full-time work in this world is to study and think about pleasure and how it operates like not only in the human body but between us like what is sexuality as a social experience and then our goal is to create tools and resources and online courses that guide you in activating new skill sets in your body so you can experience more pleasure, deeper joy, and limitless erotic connection with yourself and one another. This is what we're all about. You'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. And on this podcast, you know, we are on episode 460 something individual episodes, each dedicated to a very specific topic. And you'll find the complete podcast archive at pleasuremechanics.com. Because most podcast streaming services only list like up to 200. So over half of our library um, is only on our website. So definitely go check it out there. And while our online courses are very specific guided tours into new erotic skills, we guide you stroke by stroke into these experiences. This podcast gives us the space to have long conversations to deep dive into topics. And with over 460 episodes, we have covered everything from specific erotic techniques like an episode recently about docking and engulfment that got a beautiful response to we talk about orientation and gender identity, but mostly like what we are really fascinated by is how sexuality shows up for you in your day to day life. What is the living, breathing experience of sexuality for us human beings? And sometimes we need to really zoom out. And today's episode is a special one because we are sitting here recording on Charlotte's 44th birthday. Happy birthday, beloved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Uh you. 
And as we celebrate you, which we've been doing all week, you know, we are working on your actual birthday because we, you know, celebrate all month long, <laughs> as it should be. Um, but we wanted to record this episode today because it is a celebratory episode that honors erotic eras. We wanted to follow up on our episode that we get a lot of email about. It was a long time ago, and we will link to it in the show notes, but we did an episode about surviving sexless seasons. And that episode got this beautiful response because people really needed to hear that it is okay that our sex lives have seasons and that these seasons change and we have to allow that change and allow growth and also allow some seasons to be more dormant or you know, frosty, icy seasons where it feels like there's no growth in sight and we can kind of lose hope. And that dead winter freeze feel sometimes we have, like we have to remember the resurgence of spring in those moments to get by. And that episode was really inspired by my illness and coming back to life after my near-death autoimmune crash. But Right now, we're celebrating something even bigger. We're celebrating the transition of Charlotte's erotic eras. And for both of us, really, and one of the things we want to talk about is how this happens to us independently, even if we're in relationships. Because what we realized in talking about it, and Charlotte, she is like, in an, you're in an erotic renaissance. Like You are glowing. <laughs> And that is the transition between erotic eras and how sometimes seasons stack up to create erotic eras of like a decade. Mm -hmm. So welcome to your new erotic era after your decade of caretaking. Mm. What are you aware of? What are you noticing? And what do we all need to hear to remind us that not only are there seasons and that change is inevitable, but that our lives can create contain our erotic lives may have many eras that look totally wildly differently from one another and that that's okay and not only is it okay it's like to be embraced yeah it's a opportunity for growth and change happy birthday thank you thank you so much Mm -hmm. yeah I love remembering and celebrating that there can be so many different seasons and that change is inevitable and that Things are fluid and how it is right now isn't how it's always going to be. And so when we have that framework, we can be a little more forgiving, accepting, um, gentle with how things are now. And curious about what will come next. Yeah, if you're in a a challenging season and excited about what could be ahead, if you'd like something different. But the idea that then these seasons can stack on top of each other, I think, is just an important framework for us to hold and to know. So for us, we had a decade of caretaking um, around having a small child, fertility things before that, having a baby, and then Chris being sick, and then my mother being ill, and death um, and grieving around that. So my era of caretaking has now come to a completion And we still have an eight and a half year old, but I feel like she needs so much less energy now. So I'm really stepping into this new era where there's so much more time and energy to devote to eroticism, play, my own world. And it's so exciting because in that previous era, it felt like it was going on forever. 
and all of it was where I wanted to be putting my energy and time and love and devotion. So it was just right for where I was then. But now it feels different. And that there is a transition stage between one era to the next, I think, is something that I've noticed and I want people to, to, to reflect in their own life. And in that stage, there can be feelings of um, longings or yearnings or things not feeling quite right anymore. Like there's a, there's, it's a period of change. Um, but it doesn't flip from one new era to the next quickly. Well, sometimes or, it does. Right. Sometimes a... it does. And this is like, if we think about eras, we can think about like geological time mm -hmm. and earth time and how eras are really identified by certain patterns of, you know, weather and climate, but also what is growing and thriving. Um, what are the like, causes and conditions of that time period? And that either a big event like a meteor or an ice age, I don't know, how do ice age start? I don't know. <laughs> Reeling it back in. Like a big event can yeah. cause a new era. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can fall in love and bam, you're in a new era. You can, you know, just like seasons can change either like slowly and beautifully or like really overnight. You can get in a car accident, wake up in a hospital and you are in a new season of your life if you're lucky and that season might be an era right and like this we've talked a lot about this how change is very unpredictable it happens differently for all of us but the important thing is we have to recognize it and honor it as it's happening and I think what you're talking about is actually really common for folks to be in that transition period where one part of their life is kind of coming to a completion something else is awaiting and how do we identify the sensations of that? Mm. Because it's not always comfortable and it's not the same as like a swan dive swoon of falling in love, you know, that just feels like flying. Mm. It's more of an itch. Mm. It's more of a grind where it's like, is this all there is? Or why isn't this working anymore? Things that used to be satisfying are now annoying or frustrating and those are all somatic clues, like body-based experiences, that frustration, that annoyance, like that is there for a reason and it's talking to you. And so how do we listen? And I think this is especially sometimes tough if we over-identify with this current era, like we think this is who I am. This is what my life is like now. Like, well, now I'm a mother. So mm -hmm. those wild days of my youth, like... They're gone. I'm, you know, glad yep. I lived it up when I was a teenager. Sigh. Like we can over identify with certain roles or expectations on us, whether or not they were consensual. Right. And forget that we have so much agency and freedom to shape our lives and choose change. Like we can allow change and we can choose it. Mm. And you've been doing some of both. I do want to acknowledge like for us in our relationship, like, I was coming out of my erotic era and coming back to life quite literally after almost dying. I had a, a renaissance right at the same time your mom was going into hospice. Totally. And as a lovers, as a couple, we've been you know working together for 15 years at this point. And been on the same page, like all of it, all pretty of it. much. In like the same been, season. Yeah, totally. Like, like doing it together. the same fruit off the same ripe trees. <laughs> and that was so much part of like how we identified as a couple. Like we are in this together. Totally. And all of a sudden we were on 
two different continents that were mm-hmm. drifting apart. I'm working these geology metaphors for all they're worth. And like I was going one way, you were going another, but we wanted to stay connected. And this was a really important moment for us as partners where we had to acknowledge like, okay, your era is shifting. I have another season here. We need to stay connected, but allow this change to happen differently for both of us. So I've now been poly. So at that point, we opened up a relationship. You were traveling to be in hospice with your mother. I started dating and having sex with other people. And it's now been two years that I've been in deep, year-long relationships with people. And you have barely begun. (laughs) (laughs) And And it's such an interesting moment because it can be right for the relationship but it's not at all equal you're not on the same page but what we did was we really talked honestly and those were hard conversations let's be real right like those are challenging conversations but it was so valuable to just be truth-telling about the situation like there was just acceptance of this is where we are we are in really different places How do we just love each other and stay connected while we just do our own thing right now? And what do each of us need, right? Like I was beyond self-care at that point. I had been self-caring myself back to life. Hallelujah. I wanted to play. I wanted to get wild. I wanted to play. I wanted to experience uh, kink again. Mm -hmm. And you were in hospice and then grieving your mom. And so you had a very different set of needs, of erotic needs. Yeah. And how do we both like kind of provide for one another and create space for that while staying connected? And so if you're single moving into another erotic era, like this can be a really exciting time. It can be a time of like great change and personal transformation. And maybe you like radically change your hair or your clothing or your where you live, uh, whatever it is, like there's outward expressions of this. If you're in a relationship and want to stay in that relationship, because sometimes relationships ending are Mm -hmm. part of an erotic era, and sometimes that is needed and healthy and wonderful, Mm -hmm. and we can celebrate endings. If you want to stay in your relationship and allow change, what then? How will you allow for that and support one another and trust that, you know, and as I was kind of like looking at this, right, there's different geological eras on different continents of Earth at the same time. And then as you like get bigger and bigger in your focus, as you zoom out and time passes, like we're now finding our eras lining up. Totally. And a few weeks ago, we got to go to this like leather dike conference and play for days And I got to kind of like celebrate your renaissance with all of the energy I've been Mm -hmm. generating. Mm -hmm. And we collided again. We met in that that geyser of your your awakening and Mm -hmm. my deepening and (laughs) yummy yum. (laughs) I think we should thank our sponsors. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) We want to take a minute and thank our friends at dipsystories.com. Dipsy is an app full of erotic audio, stories, soundscapes, and other forms of audio stimulation to open your mind, turn on your heart, and expand your erotic horizons. You know, we're talking about changing erotic eras. One of the ways we can facilitate this, we can experience what's possible, is through audio stimulation. 
It goes directly into our mind's eye where we can imagine new possibilities for ourselves and see how we respond and what we want to say yes to. For listeners of this show, go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure for an all-access 30-day free trial to all that Dipsy Stories has to offer. That's dipsystories.com slash pleasure, D-I-P-S-E-A, dipsystories.com slash pleasure. The link will be in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox with all of the other offers from our generous sponsors. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox, or check out the link in the show notes. Big thanks to Dipsy Stories for being longtime friends and sponsors of this podcast. So acknowledging erotic eras, like this is one of those episodes where the idea itself is kind of the practice, like Mm -hmm. adopting this framework and idea that our lives have not only sexual seasons that will change, but also eras and who you are now is not who you are stuck being. And I think this is just like cannot be said enough. And like, we all need to be slapped around in this a little bit. um, Because like, our culture kind of tells us like sexuality is something that is done to us. You are who you are. And maybe if you're a better version of you, someone will like you. It's like the middle school understanding of sexuality where it's like, well, this is who I am. And it's like, you don't have to settle for that. You don't have to accept other people's understandings and definitions of you. Like your sexuality is yours alone to experience and explore in this lifetime while you have it. Mm. And this was also someone I crushed out at at the Leather Dyke Conference was a recent cancer survivor, like a Mm. young cancer survivor who kind of almost didn't make it right and those of us who almost didn't make it we carry this megaphone with us that's like live while you can you know and we shouldn't have to wait until a crisis to get this memo like your body is yours to be used and enjoyed and explored your love is yours to share and co-create with other human beings What lights you up are keys to your satisfaction and fulfillment. And we all need more permission to live into these sexualities as they want to live and express themselves through us. You know what I mean? Totally. And with that is like unpacking so many of these cultural messages that like sexuality lives when you have a new partnership and then it kind of dies and you just kind of have for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like expected to not be as good anymore. Because... Wear new lingerie if you want to mix it up. Like, no, not good enough. Right. Or like motherhood, <laughs> like once you're a mother, like it's it's hard to have a sexuality again. Like right. these are really deep ideas that our culture really supports and tells us again and again and so pulling these apart and looking for the places that we do have agency like can we change our context or is it a moment where we really just need to accept and be in what is true right now but when there is a moment where you can begin to shift your context or your context has changed on its own what are things that you can do to really shape and create the sexuality and sex life that you want to experience right now in your life what could that look like Because there are ways we can engage with that. 
I mean, some of the ways of engaging are language alone, right? And when I say this framework itself can be a window, Mm -hmm. we can discover pathways that are already there waiting for us. If we acknowledge that we are allowed to change, we're allowed to grow. And, you know, as part of the trans community and the queer community, you're allowed to radically reinvent yourself. Mm. Like, it's never too late. You can change yourself. You can express parts of you that have long been dormant. I have a lot of friends from college. You know, we're approaching our 20th college reunion. And so I'm hearing from a lot of old friends. And I have friends who are just now coming out Mm -hmm. as bisexual, as trans, as poly, as kinky. You know, we're in our mid 40s and we are finally giving ourselves permission to be who we've always known ourselves to be. That is a new erotic era waiting for you. Mm. Just giving those parts of yourself permission to come out and play. So starting in our minds, always starting with language, starting with naming things to the people who you feel safest with. Maybe that's your partner. Maybe that's an old college friend who's a sex podcaster. I don't know. Maybe it's us. Write to us. Respond to any email you get from us. Because certainly you are on our email list. Are you not? If not, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love and get on our email list and get in our courses and get in closer contact with us. Um, We now have 15,000 erotic explorers from all around the world in our community Um, join us and so starting with language alone then as I said like maybe it's a physical expression maybe it's cutting your hair or growing your hair out maybe it's a whole new wardrobe maybe it's new boots Mm. maybe it's sparkly silver shoes like we just got for Charlotte (laughs) she was like I want sparkly silver (laughs) shoes and we walked into a vintage shop and they were there just waiting for her love it love it the magic of vintage stores um but uh, and then maybe it's you know ritualizing or going through a rite of passage or going on a vacation of some sort or going into the woods for two days and you know doing some sort of like reflection you can choose a new era starting on purpose Mm -hmm. like light a candle and blow it out boom that's a ritual and you can choose to mark time this way um you can choose to take classes online or in person that sh- shifts your identity. You know, mm-hmm. for some people like a burlesque class or a pole dancing class or a kink class. Mm-hmm. All of these things like start to wake something up or change your experience of yourself mm-hmm. um, and how other people see you. And it can be something that you experience internally or something that is social Um, some of that will be more important for some people than others but remembering that you can do some of this in community and in connection as you need and the layering of this right like so for Charlotte like it's been you know she was grieving her mom this final stage and then it's been like almost like a year of revving up so when we say boom she's awake it's not like a peacock fully form springing (laughs) out of an egg kind of want to see that, <laughs> that um, cool, yeah. you know it's like been layering of like what do I need now right so, you started with like solo dates and friend dates like do you want to talk a little bit about your process and how you knew you were ready for the next step mm, 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like it has been a year, maybe even a year and a half of just like using my agency to keep getting closer to feeling like how I wanted to feel. And as you said, that was like so many small moments of like, I just need to go out on my own and sit in a coffee shop and be on my own to think and be in my own space and center myself. So it was like solo time, being time outside, moving my body again, friend dates, and all of those like over time, like feels like building a foundation again of like self. And then it's like eroticism started layering on top of that. But I really felt like I needed to ground myself in a foundation first of like building the rest of my life again outside of caretaking. And it's felt so valuable and rich and then been a kind of slow build. Mm-hmm. And then asking me as your lover for what you needed incrementally, right? Yeah. And we together sat in bed and had at home dates while we did online kink classes and then got to talk about the classes and cuddle up and like learn together. And you were able to articulate that kind of gradual transition from like and we we were erotically engaged this whole time but erotic engagement with a grieving daughter looks different than with like a horny whore (laughs) um or all the facets of who you are um right and so like I tended to your body differently depending on what your needs were and what you wanted to express but if we had stayed and when I was coming out of my era we had to interrupt this pattern where your touch was very caretaking and nurturing and I was like I just want to be destroyed (laughs) like I was ready to be like intense and played with I didn't want to be taken care of anymore which I had been doing practically for a few years and was perfect medicine for the moment and this is why it's so important to name change because we can think we're doing our best by our lovers by our friends and even by ourselves like I'm doing what has always worked for me why does it not feel good anymore Mm -hmm. it's because your era is shifting and you have new needs Mm -hmm. you're evolving you're adapting you're changing and what your needs and your wants and your desires are are now different and emergent and we get to pay attention to that start giving it language start expressing it And as those things start to be met, more will wake up, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, it feels like, oh my gosh, we're in this totally new place, but it's actually been quite gradual. It's actually been emergent and responsive to itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about it, because these things, like, we don't have to know. If I say to you, like, what's your new erotic era look like? Like, I don't know. And I could never have predicted where I am now. I'm about to have my, like, two-year poly celebration. And that even means just, like, two years from when I met my first crush, who I still haven't even kissed. Sometimes these things evolve on their own time frame, babe. It's coming. It's coming. But, like, I met her, and she changed, like, the frequency of my, like, heart. And it was just, like, boom, I'm in a new era. Mm -hmm. And then it took months before I actually had my first, like, date date with someone. And then it took a few more months before I had my first breakup. Um, And now, you know, I'm, like, a few, like, a year and six months and seven months in with, like, a bunch of different partners who I'm loving deeply, who I'm in beautiful relationships with. Like, I actually would not have predicted this form of poly Mm -hmm. when we started. Right, but you knew you wanted to get in the game and play and be in connection with people. Like, that. it started with that, like, 
frustration and then a desire underneath that and then we accepted that and made space for that for you and then in our relationship and it's been beautiful to watch the unfolding Mm -hmm. um and that's we're in this like now cycle we get to kind of fall in love with each other all over again and over and over again as each of us expresses who we are and who we are becoming we get to delight one another and surprise one another and um like learn together again and so many of us adults like I as I talk to folks as I read your emails there's just a sense of feeling stuck and that's easy to understand in a culture that doesn't really celebrate or give us a lot of tools and conversation around erotic change well, all about change in general, I feel like our culture thinks that we are fixed as beings. Like, I feel yeah. like our culture talks to us as if we are one person and one kind of person and will be that way our whole life. And when we, like, get rid of that idea, it's so interesting to know that each of us is just going to keep changing. And as you said, like, we do get to keep falling in love with ourselves and each other over and over again. You can because never we come keep... in the same river twice. <laughs> Because we keep changing. And it's so interesting to keep getting to know who you are as a being as you keep evolving. Every... And what if that change didn't make it right? Like there's a part of the risk here and part of why we hold back and part of why we're afraid yeah. of change is this fear of if I change, I will lose what is valuable to me. I will lose my belonging. I will lose my sense of self. I will lose my self-identity and my self-value. And especially if we're talking about big changes like a coming out um, or like an identity reclamation or a gender affirmation of like something that has long been in you and hidden, it can feel scary as hell to start coming out. It can feel really terrifying to embrace change. And this is where we get to be tender with it. We get to be slow. You can find your zone of safety and figure out where you feel safe enough to express something new. It doesn't have to all be at once. And you might find yourself to be way safer than you imagined yourself. And then there is choice sometimes, right? And you and I have looked at each other and we're like, are we staying together? Or are we going to wish each other well and figure out how to unravel here? And there have been some tear-stained conversations about this. But I'm glad we gave ourselves that option. Mm. I'm glad that we both recognize that, you know, we are all individuals held in social networks And couples culture kind of forces us to over-identify and often financially over-invest in one person. And so it can become hard to allow change. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we like think about ourselves more as networked individuals, like within a whole social system that will hold you even if change happens, Mm. right? Like your allies might shift, your sense of family might change, but you certainly will have family and belonging on the other side of becoming more of who you are. That is a huge, I just want to, that's a huge idea. I just want to name that you're talking about like divesting from couples culture and building networks of care and community, which is a much bigger, longer term project, but is well, a... I wasn't trying to say it in those <laughs> words, but, but yeah, but it, I mean, yes. I think our culture would benefit from that profoundly. Um, and that is a bigger shift. Well, you know, we're talking about like this idealistic version. The truth is a lot of people are stuck under duress in bad marriages and abusive relationships because they cannot afford to leave. Yeah. 
And we're in a culture that gives you health insurance because of who you're married to, where we're in mortgages, where like people might be dehoused and not afford new housing if they allow this change yeah. that's brewing up inside of them. And so we have to acknowledge those conditions. Um, and where I will say, like, Eve, if that is true for you and you feel under duress, absolutely start thinking about who you really belong to, who your family is, who your friends are. Um, and that, again, might take years of gathering the resources mm -hmm. to enable the change you know is coming. And we can allow these things to emerge over years if that's what we need to feel safe in doing so. Mm. Or we might bust on through a change and allow it to happen overnight. And sometimes we feel a change happening like midstream. We can feel these things in our bodies like, oh, a new day is dawning and I want to be awake for it. Mm. So congratulations, Charlotte. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank congratulations you. on your new erotic era. I am so excited. And <laughs> come with me, people, what if you want to. What are some of the to. qualities or words that like you want to live into for the next era? Many years. I am interested in erotic aliveness, vitality. I mean, pleasure, joy, and connection. Hey, that's on our t-shirts. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm up to. Well, it reminds me, like, we're talking about a new era for you, but it's also a homecoming. Yeah, it is. And totally. a new expression, right? It's yeah. acknowledging this is who I am, but it's going to look different than when it I was in my 20s. Totally. And what does it look like now? Yeah, as right? a mother, yeah, as as a 40-year-old, 40 44-year-old woman, what 44. does, like, a rich sexuality that is authentic to me, to all of my desires mm. and where I get to give space and voice to all of those. And you like didn't know what you wanted to wear. You didn't know what your new clothes were going to be. And so you started with a belt buckle. It's true because like, you know, cultivating your sexual identity is a process of many different stages and starting where you want to start. Yeah. For some that will be boots. Um, for some, yeah, you know, so just start. Or I, a new morning practice, right? It's yeah, not always an object. Thing, yeah. It's an experience. It's a social connection. It's daring yourself to take a step you might be a little bit of afraid of, but feels right. And allowing a new erotic era to dawn in your life. I love that. What are you looking forward to in your next erotic era? What changes are on your horizon? We would love to hear from you. If you want to share your story with us, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash hello. And you can leave us a voicemail. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash hello. If you go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love, you will find ways to take your next step with us and get a little closer and allow us to guide you along the path towards your next erotic horizons, whatever they may be. Yes, I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>